Hey, Yankees fans, thanks for tuning in to the MIYST podcast brought to you by Manscaped.com. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. If you listen to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave us a five-star rating and review. This episode, we'll dive into the possible moves the Yankees can make this offseason and decipher between wishful thinking and realistic expectations. Is DJ LeMayu a top priority for the Yankees? Will there be a new shortstop in town next season in Francisco Lindor? Could Cashman add NL Cy Young Award winner Trevor Bauer to the 2021 rotation? All of this and more coming up. But first, I think you know by now who the best in men's below the belt grooming is. You got it. It's our friends over at Manscaped.com. They continue to offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Use promo code MIYST20 for 20% off plus free shipping on your next order. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. We are not living in the 1960s anymore. It's 2020 and untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. And I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. My wife was actually mad at me for getting my father-in-law the lawnmower 3.0 for Christmas this year. But I said, babe, listen, you got to stop being so selfish. Manscaping is just as important for my in-law's life as it is for ours. Manscaped has completely redesigned the electric trimmer in a revolutionary way. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology, so this trimmer cuts right on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower, which is honestly a game changer for me. I don't know my pubes all over the floor. Uh, the lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down below. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls, guys. Trust me, that's just nasty. I used to do it probably more times than I'd like to admit, but I mean, we all have. Let's be honest with ourselves. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why not put deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stank. Speaking of sweaty balls, I'm thankful for their Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, sticking, and honestly... For us Husky guys, it's extremely important. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those used pair of boxers. Half of my boxers right now have holes in them. Manscaped has a high-performance anti-chafing boxers, and I'm these are a must for every guy out there. I don't care if you don't get anything else from them. Just trust me on this. These boxers are absolutely unbelievable. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends the best gift of all the manscaped perfect package 3.0 clean up your nuts and make santa proud this year get 20 percent off plus free shipping with code nyyst20 at manscaped.com that's nyyst20 at checkout for 20 percent off your entire order plus free shipping we will thank you your significant other will thank you but most importantly your balls will thank you you are now listening to the NYYST Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 202 of the NYYST podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. Yo! 
And we're recording early enough not to interfere with the Eagles game. Stack guy, Rye. What up? Wow, that was Rye. so Eagles Giants Rye. today. Is, Rye, you want hey, to talk, you want to talk shit about the game? I mean, wait, can we talk? Now. Can we say something real quick though? If What's is it that? true? Because I don't watch any football. Is it true that if the Giants win, they're like in first place? Technically, the Eagles still would be because they have less losses, but the, they would have the same amount of wins as the Gee, Eagles. That is so fucking depressing. When's the last time the Giants beat the Eagles? That is depressing. Uh, I think it was 2016. Mm. That's wild. Uh, that's how bad this division is. Well, how, yeah, how do you guys even watch? I, I honestly, mean, I don't think I have to- really watched. I, I told you it's different for me. I'm really just watching for the coach and the quarterback, like to see if there's anything there going forward. And no NFL shutdowns really with, with COVID, right? Even with the they spikes had, going around? They've had to move some games around. Yeah, they, they haven't been too bad. Good thing. Like a couple that Raiders teams. game. By yeah. the way, good thing, uh, good thing COVID isn't like too lethal for all demographics because I had to get tested. I was exposed. Um, it's uh, been like four days. I still don't know if I had it. So well, it, you didn't. That's because you didn't tell the testing agency that you play professional sports. Oh right, or that I'm famous. That's then I would have gotten yeah. it back right away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. These guys. These guys take tests and then they they find out their results in eighth inning of uh, baseball games, of so World Justin, Series games. Yeah. Justin Turner. Wild, yeah, and he didn't. He which he did not get uh, discipline for either. And you know what? It, a whole team fucking cheated a, a few years back. I don't know if you remember this. The Houston Astros, and they and they cheated their way to a World Series title. Not one of the players got reprimanded. If you're gonna, if if that's how you're gonna do things, then why should Turner get? Is this apples and apples though? To me, it's it not. is kind of it is. It, it, if you're gonna I, hold it, organizations it, accountable, you hold them accountable. I mean, but apparently he beat up like three security guards, like he was Liam Neeson. Come on, Peyton. really? And to get out to the uh, to to the field, come they on, quarantined him, and he was like, oh, "I'm not staying here." Red, I, red power. I heard it was more like stealthy. I heard it was I more like, yeah, we just saw him. He locked himself in quarantine and whatever, and then he fucking Nothing, crawled. You idiots, Doctor Dre's bed is locked in my basement. <laughs> he crawled through like the fucking. You put on a disguise or something like a little Bobby Valentine, like thing. Bobby Valentine put the. Uh, First Mr. of all, Potato how do you head. not notice Justin Turner? You Wait, know what? On. Are you are you kidding right now? Like, there was really a story with with the security that like he had to bypass guards or something. Yeah, he got through he got three security guards. Yeah, I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> I will find you. Good luck. Listen, before we keep fucking bullshitting wow. around here, stop whatever you're doing, everyone. Stop no. what you're doing. If you're driving, don't pull stop over. listening to the show though. If you drive, don't stop listening to the show. Pull over if you're driving or. Pick up your phone and drive at this point. Who cares? Just kidding. Pull over. If you leave get us. pulled over, just tell the cops you have just, COVID. They let you go. That's it. Boom. Done. Uh, leave us a five-star rating or review on iTunes. We're at, we're at 195 ratings right now. I am so sick. They changed the way they do the reviews. We're at f- we, we rate at a 4.7 out of five stars. At 195 reviews. Don't you think they should round up at that point to five? They still show us at 4.5. Can everyone please stop who loves this show, who listens to this show? Please just take two seconds. Leave us a five-star rating. I don't even give a shit if you leave us a review. Just hit the five stars real quick. Hit it like 10 times and just leave us a review, please. 
Get us back up to five stars. You know yeah. you won't get 50 stars, though, right? You understand that? I don't care. I just put as many ratings through as you can. And I'm going to say this early because I guess it, it kind of it probably gets lost at the end of the show. Follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk, at Chris Jr. underscore NYYST, at StackGuyRye underscore NYYST. Does that mean you don't have at, to say it again at the end of the show? I won't say it at the end of the show. And you know at what? Chris, shut the fuck up now. Sorry. At Christian underscore NYYST. Uh, we got, I don't know, man. Maybe we had a lot of Trump bots following us. I know. I was got, thinking. I we was, got killed. I was going to say. We got killed on followers. I was just going to bring that up. Over the last, like, three, ever since the election got close and, like, all social media started suppressing everything and, and kicking everyone off, we've lost, I mean, it's not just our main account. We were over eight thousand followers. Got, our main account got hammered the worst. I was at I was at thirty one hundred followers on my personal account. Now I'm back down at like two two twenty nine ninety. Like, yeah, I'm not surprised that yeah, you got same. you got hammered. I don't care. I'll fucking go all out. I'll I'll rip people to shreds. I actually think I gained two followers. See? Yeah. Ryan's stuck at six hundred followers well, still. Well, Ryan how about, was how in about that lip? Don't Ryan follow anyone but Stack Guy right just, now. Yeah, I honestly, I don't. I don't really like using Twitter, guys. I don't like using. Yeah, it. I honestly I hate Twitter. I, I really do. I really do. Uh, me and Christian said this. I, I don't know if it was the show you weren't here, but if it wasn't for this show, I'd probably be yeah, off social no, I, media. Honestly, uh, I'm just so sick of the bullshit. I'm sick of everything you see is just political now. And you just scroll through. Yeah, There's nothing good. And it's not. And it's nothing true. It's it's all false. It's all right. right. It's right. all fake bullshit. Like people don't care what people don't care what they're to their posting. Side. Exactly. And, and you know what? That's social media's fault. If you do if you do your homework on what social media does, it's all by design. And so it is frustrating. You go through and you just see ignorant people posting bullshit on both sides. And it's just dumb now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like over it now. It's, it's whatever side you're on, that's what you're seeing. I'm over it now. Yeah, so it's, it's and and, yeah. and it's like just give me Yankee baseball again. I I just want it. All I'm hoping for at this point, this is the only thing that matters to me as far as life goes right now. Outside of my family, obviously, just big picture stuff like sports and the show. Just give me a full season next year and let us come to the stadium. Like, just give me a 162 game season, you please. Think you get 162. I think we'll get 162. I do. I, I don't it's it's weird because uh NHL and the NBA are, are coming back with shortened seasons but not I think NBA right maybe yeah play? but 70? that's different though yes yeah, that's different because games. last year's season got delayed got, I understand that but will Major League Baseball get to a point where they're like maybe we need to push the season back a little bit I don't we'll do think it. so and here's why. I mean, we're still wait. We're still far away from it. But I'm just saying, like, well, Major League Baseball get to that point where they're like, maybe we should do spring training in, May, uh, you know, March instead of February. And well, we'll here's the thing: one forty instead of one sixty-two. Because here's the thing: by the time baseball rolls back around, it's really coming towards the end of flu season. They're expecting COVID at that point to start taper and off again hopefully this vaccine's out by then and let's not beat around the bush here as as real and as serious as this virus can be they also used it politically on both sides and if biden's inaugurated at the end of january he he i promise you he will be the hero right because this is the narrative that's being pushed he'll be the hero and by the time march rolls around 
everyone, it, it, it'll pretty much be gone. The vaccines will be, you know, given. And, and I think we'll have a normal season. I really do. You know what? Well, the only thing I good. voted for in this election was legalizing weed in New Jersey. Hell yeah. You know what's funny? Exactly. I don't. I, I left my ballot blank except for that. I was so Actually, selfless when I voted. It said, yes. it said president of you. It said vote for president. And I wrote weed. I wrote right in weed. Hell yeah. In 2024, we should campaign, the three of us, for everyone to write in our names and on the ballot and screenshot it to us, and we'll give away a prize and see who gets the most votes for president. I don't, you I don't screenshot want to be, your ballot, right? Is that legal? legal? Yeah, it's probably legal. <laughs> I don't want to be president. Do you want to be? You really want to be president? No, I just want to say I got a presidential vote. I really oh, do. Well, then well, you can I can't. just write your own Christian, name. Then... Christian is technically the only one here that... I'll tell you what. I don't smoke weed and anymore. Really? I did in no, college. Chris would be old enough, right? You'd be old enough in four years to run for president. Oh, yeah, four years. We're talking campaign. Shit, yeah, I'll, be, right. I'll, be one, I'll be one year over. I'll tell you what. I voted yes for weed for, for everyone else in my life who smokes weed, which is literally, I think, everyone. Um, but if edibles are, like, if edibles are legal soon, I might hit up a couple edibles. I'm not gonna lie. It's gonna take like two years. I just can't do that. I can't smoke anymore. I don't know if I'm actually. I, I haven't smoked weed in the entire time I've known my wife, which has been for twenty years. How long have we? Four twenty. Four twenty. Just said four twenty. Fourteen years, right? Jesus Christ! I don't know if I'll actually start smoking weed again, but I just don't see the point in it being illegal. Yeah, I just don't see the point in it. Yeah. Would they let you drink alcohol and get fucked up off alcohol, but they tell you weed is bad? And you know what? Trust it, me. I've if, done you're listening, both. if you're listening to the show right now and, and you're like, please and just talk not. about Yankees, you know what? Fuck you. Because we don't. there's not much to get to, so we're going to talk about weed. And you were probably smoking weed while you're listening to this. You probably are. Everyone is. You, you drink, Jules. You're drunk. I would definitely do a couple edibles, though. Maybe don't some gummies. Don't tell me that you, you quote Half-Baked, but you never smoked weed in your life. Like, oh, I don't smoke weed, but Half-Baked's the funniest movie in the world. Mm. How's it funny to you? I How's loved Half-Baked. Such, such a good movie. You, you can't watch that movie sober, though. It's How High was pretty good, too. I was high when I watched it. I, don't I think everyone was high it. when they watched that. I think that's the only way it was good. As if you were yeah, high. I tried watching Half Baked Sober, and I'm like, this is the worst movie ever. By the way, before we before we get into real content, I have a bone to pick with you guys. I was going through some of our old videos the, uh, last night. How the fuck did you let me get that fat? Like, I know you tried, Christian, and like you you not so nicely, not so politely told me to start wearing wife beaters because my titties were all over the place. But Jesus, man, I was on the brink of death, I think. No, see, that's I why was I massive. That you, yeah, no, that's I why I said know. if you got COVID now, you'd be okay. But if you had COVID like three months ago, you'd die. Dead. Like it, anyone who's listening to this, who's, who's a newer listener who doesn't know Punch on the Pod, if you go back to the Punch on the Pod episode, which the teaser I did for that was phenomenal, by the yeah. way. But when you go back to the episode where Ryan punches me in the face, I think it was... About six months ago or so, and just compare it to now. I look like I'm yeah, just a beached whale. I think I'd miss you. Jesus, now, God. see, he was he ate that because he was so big. Now, yeah, he would, now, now it would actually really rock my jaw. 
Now it would rock my yeah, jaw. I'd, I'd hit your. But jaw. you still have to, you know. Now that you brought off bets, I know. I still, still have, have to dye my hair. I know. Bet. I know, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. You I know what? To... I'll I'll get dye myself. No, I'll... no, no. I all right. You all can right. If you want, you know what? I, I will plan a weekend. I have it in my for shopping. You to come. I have it in my shopping cart. No, I was just gonna send it to you from Amazon. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna go on my Amazon right now. I think I have it in my shopping cart. And and we'll do it. And we'll record it. Because I was trying to find a good one. Oh yeah, wait. Creative, creative image adored jet black. What was that bet? The we did Yankee trivia, trivia. bet again. Yeah, trivia. If you yeah. guys need more Yankee content, go back to some of our older episodes. We did uh, guess that Yankee. That, those are great segments. And yeah, Ryan should, beat me we, in the trivia, so now I have to off season. What I have to do? Of. I have to dye half my head. Yeah, half we your hair. Just, we're just gonna have your Jesus hair. Christ. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dye it jet black. So you it's can like you shave. Look at you. I mean, your hair is a little pretty long right now. You can shave half. I just got a haircut. It's actually great haircut. So, all right. How did you format the show, by the way? Like, what are you, what's up first? Whatever you want, man. Uh, I I actually well, like my tweet. I think we should start with my tweet that I put out because I think it's a really good topic for us to discuss. How do you How do you I feel about that? I think that I leads us to the I rest. Think, I think it's completely pointless. No, it's really not because I'm I, not saying that because it's yours. I'm just saying because I don't think it's pointless be, because I want to hear what your top priority is. I want to hear what both of your top on a tweet. So I tweeted out uh, for people to leave me a response. If hypothetically the Yankees could only make one move, uh, yeah, what I move would that. you want that to be? Now let's just narrow it down to the three moves that are up on the table right now. That would be re-signing DJ. Trading Reed, for Lindor. R E dash. R E dash. Don't give yeah. Christian Ajita. Resign DJ. Trade for Lindor. Or uh, sign Bauer. And, and you could even throw in Tanaka and that shit. But those are the top three, right? Bauer, trade for Lindor, yeah. or sign DJ. If the Yankees can only make one of those moves, mm. what would you. What? Because for me, I'm torn because I think letting DJ walk is such a fucking mistake, man. Such a mistake. But if you're telling me Tre- Trevor Bauer's on, on, you know, a realistic option right now, I don't know, man. I might have to take Bauer. Okay, then Tyler Wade, your starting shortstop? Uh, no. I and mean, who is? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, if, yeah, if that's the one move, yeah, I guess. Or you leave, uh, or you leave Torres there and you put Wade at at second. But okay, so Tyler Wade is a starting player for the New York Yankees. Okay, I mean you're getting Trevor that's Bauer. Not, oh, that's not. You're okay. getting Trevor Bauer. So wait, so wait, it's one move, right? So Hypothetically, one Bauer, move. But then, but now, and so now the Yankees can't make any move, or they can't make the Lindor move, or the DJ. Move. No, they can't make any move. It, it's just a hypothetical one move in the offseason. Twitter, Twitter user. I don't want to do any of these things. Shut the fuck up because that's not what I wanted to get out of you. <laughs> Man, if, it's, if it is just one move. So pretty much what I'm asking you is, DJ, if, if it came down to DJ, signing DJ Lindor. or signing Trevor Bauer, fuck Lindor for right now. Trevor Bauer or DJ, which one would you take? If it was one move, I would take DJ. Really? Because, only because. So then, like, if, if you're going to sign Bauer, then there's other free agents out there that you can go out and, and get or trade for a second baseman or maybe even a shortstop. But if you're telling me that there's only one move to be made, and then it's Trevor Bauer, and then Tyler Wade, you're starting. All right, let's make, or starting let's make this more realistic there. real quick. Let's say they can make other moves, but between signing DJ or signing Bauer, they can only do one. 
if you're yeah all right so if you could tell me then that they could maybe go out and sign a dd sign somebody that i'm not thinking of off the top of they my could head, even trade and, for lindor i mean they could they could even yeah i would i would I, if it's between bauer and lemayhu i would take bauer christian what I'm asking you now, is, is DJ that, I mean, we love DJ. Well, now sucks, you're, now you're telling me when is Luis Severino coming back? When is uh, June or July? June or July, and we don't even know, yeah, we don't even know what Sevy's going to give us, right? I mean, that's you know? like going to be the biggest question mark of 2021. Well, I don't know. You know, now we're, you know, <clears throat> the Mets think that uh, they can get, what's his face back a lot earlier than June or July? And didn't he have surgery after? Who? Severino did. Stroman? He's in the guard. Stroman, that fucking loser. We should really touch on that at the end of the show. Uh, Syndergaard, Uh, when do they think Syndergaard can come back now? Like April or May. Okay. So what does that have to do with us? Because don't we have a starting pitcher that has Tommy John surgery and didn't he have it before? Yeah, but we're the Yankees. Look that up. But we're the Yankees. I mean, anything pertaining... Anything and they're per- the Mets. Do you think they got such a stellar history? Would would uh, hey Mets are players? trending upwards, bro. Steve Cohen, I'm telling you right now. Maybe it's all maybe it's all a front. I don't know. Uh, Steve Cohen or Mr. Cohen. You know, I, I don't want to call Mr. Cohen and offend any reporters. Um, but you know, it looks yes, like so, um, if you're a Met fan right now, you're feeling very optimistic, regardless every- of what happens. You're just feeling good for once. Yeah, hundred percent. After that press conference this past week. But Severino had his Tommy John a month before Cinder. John. John. But, you know, Chris, just to expand on that question, you have to look at what's the value that the what, – what do the Yankees need and what's out there? There's not a lot of starting – great starting, ace-caliber starting pitchers available. There's only a handful in the league. Now you're talking about who's available – and they have a chance to get one of the top pitchers in baseball right now. And in if, free you, agency. if you can go back to back with Cole and Bauer right now, and then Sevy comes and back Bauer, June, July, and, and comes at, back strong. And look at, damn, yeah, Herman. Look at the the free agents or the the options that would be available as far as middle infielders go. I mean, the next two years you're going to have Trevor Story, Francisco Lindor, Carlos Correa, Nolan. Uh, I don't know if Nolan are not a. Did I say Trevor Story? Chris Bryant. You're going Arenado to have... can opt out, and the uh, yeah. the the Rockies are looking to trade him. So anyway. do you so, do you, you think you'd have to go Bauer over over Lemayhu? Not have to. No, you but, don't have to. No, you don't have to. I I took I I rephrased. But in terms of what the value is out there, I I don't see. I don't. Do see you the, think Cashman's getting a little sneaky right now, and that's kind of why DJ hasn't been as much of a priority as we thought? That maybe he's thinking like. Hey, I'm gonna get a shortstop here. I'm gonna need to move Torres over to second, and I'm gonna get Bauer. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get to get Bauer. But and then but then you look at what Hal's been saying, and they seem pretty set on staying under the luxury tax. So I don't know. I, I mean, it, the fact that we have to even question this right now, the fact that we have to even just think about the luxury tax is is honestly sickening to me. It really is. No, you know, if this now, was two, you know if this was two years ago, that's a different story. 
I, and we We're and we now. and we backed we backed all those decisions when the Yankees made them. But I can't I can't yeah, defend right, that dude, anymore. It's like you can't tell me like one year and then oh now we got to get under. No, yeah, no, you got to give it, it get give me a sustained run. Give me a couple of years here before we pull the plug on this thing. You know, the only thing that makes me optimistic that Hal would would back down from that statement of wanting to stay under is because we know how competitive they are with what the Mets organization does. How competitive his father was. Well, even even how. I mean, even how with with Cashman, their egos get in the way of that. They want to be they don't they can't live with the with the Mets having an owner spending all this money and and putting a better team on the field right now. His father I, couldn't. There's yeah, I don't think he can either though. No, I think it's a little bit different between the two of them. If George was there, I'd be in hundred percent agreement with you. But how great how sees things? How great was that last week with uh, Ron Bloomberg? Awesome interview, by the way. Check that episode yeah, out really as good. well. Um, his Steinbrenner stories were amazing. Uh, just what this guy meant to the organization when he was here. It's so much different than now. But again, I I don't mind it. I don't mind that Cashman's kind of running the team, but you got to give me something more this year. You, you can't just back down now. I'm sorry. Um, if you look at it lo- logically, do the Yankees need somebody to slot in behind Cole more than they need a second baseman? Probably, but we're not talking about a second baseman. We're talking about the guy that's been uh, your best player for the last two years. No, I know. I mean, one of the best players in baseball, really, Def- definitely, uh, in all aspects. And you know, you tweeted this, Christian. I don't know what the exact tweet was. I think you called him a douchebag in it, but we forget about Domingo Herman. I mean, when he's he'll be back. He's playing what? He's playing winter ball, or yeah. what? So you know, Domingo Herman's going to be back. And and if Domingo Herman can can put together a good season in, in winter ball and, and be as effective as he was a couple years ago, he's another big arm to slot into this rotation. It's just too many, yeah, it's too many what ifs going into 2021 that well, we just shouldn't they need to, they need to sign Trevor Bauer. I mean, even though there's a lot of, there's a lot to not like about him too. He's never, he's had two seasons where he's had an ERA under four. Yeah. But and he's one of them really, was last year. He's really the, honed it in, dude. Yeah, well, you know, one of them was last year. And if you really want to do a deep dive, he played against the AL and NL Central. There's not a lot of big uh, hitting clubs in those two divisions there. Mm. No, I, no, I know. I get it. But you know what? When he's available and you haven't won a World Series since 2009 and you can and you can add him to a rotation that already you know has Garrett Cole, I don't know if here? you can say no to that. You know who he's going to be if he comes to the Yankees? Sonny Gray. AJ Burnett. Oh, don't do that. Burnett. Don't do that. Don't compare anyone to AJ Burnett, please. Why? You know what? The difference between AJ Burnett and Sonny Gray is AJ Burnett showed up in big games. He occasionally. did. He did. Hey, look, 2009, as much as CC was the backbone to that rotation, if Burnett doesn't show up in a couple of those big games, they probably don't win a World Series. You know, you know, you just look at that World Series where in Game Two he showed up, dominated, and then what was it? Game, I think it was Game Five. We had a chance to clinch it. He bombed, got bombed. So, you know, I just have a feeling Trevor Bauer might be the same way if he came here. But, you know, it worked with AJ Burnett. Why don't we try it with with Trevor Bauer? I think I I think Trevor Bauer is a much better pitcher than AJ Burnett ever was. 
He had a 2.21 ERA in 2018, then a 4.48 in 2019, uh, but that was split. He got traded in 19 to the Reds when he was with the Indians, 24 starts, a 3.79 ERA. So, And then last year, I mean, this year, the COVID season, 1.73. Cy Young he just award. can't be doing dumb things when he's here, like throwing the ball into center field or whatever the hell he did when he was with the yeah, Indians. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, he's a little whacked, but I like that. Um, I think the, I think the, award, and I swear to God, I, I would say this, even if DJ won MVP, which is laughable, that would never happen. He's, he's still technically a Yankee during that season. So he'd never get the votes, yeah. but, um, even if DJ won or whatever, I would never hold those awards to, to full standard. Like the world series is different. I give the Dodgers all the credit, but like those awards are bullshit to me. Yeah, especially if somebody sat there and actually decided that Alex Verdugo des- deserved a vote in the MVP. How about Jeff? Did you see Jeff? How do you say his last name? Passon? Yeah. Did you see his Cy Young? He voted. He didn't even have Garrett. Not, I'm not saying Garrett Cole should have even come close to Cy Young. But for the, I think he finished fourth or fifth in, yeah. in, in voting. Passan didn't even have him on his top five. He had some some pitcher I never even heard of. I mean, people, these writers just hate Yankees that much. There's that much of a yeah, Yankee I, bias. I don't know, dude. It's just like, you know, I know that it was like a fifth-place vote, but, like, who sat there and decided the top five players in Major League Baseball and that you were going to write Alex Verdugo's name in there? Like, who? Yeah. Like, that's – you just can't take this, this stuff seriously. Nah, nah, you can't. Like that. You can't. But anyway, I I don't know. I just thought that was interesting because I really what I was trying to gauge was do Yankee fans put more priority on getting DJ back here because we know how good he is and how good of a Yankee he is, or are you taking Trevor Bauer? And I think it was pretty split by by the time all all the replies came in on on the thread. I'd say it was pretty evenly split of. The fucking answer is DJ and nothing else. You're stupid if you don't say if you say anything else. And other people saying Trevor Bauer 100%. So we'll see how it plays out. Maybe maybe the Yankees get neither. Here's something that I want to bring up here. This is one of your tweets. Into, yeah, but before we actually get into, uh, let me see this here. You guys know who George Springer is? Yes, of course. I actually like right. George. I got to say, I actually like George Springer. This is why I brought this up because he's a free agent. And I tweeted, I said, just simple yes or no. I don't need any more complicated than this. Do you want the Yankees to go after George Springer? And Which I 90% because, of people didn't listen to you. They they said, and I brought this up yes because no. I actually do want the Yankees to go after George Springer. I know he is. Uh, he'll be in his age 32 season. He'll turn 32 in 2021, late in the year. But, and he probably will command, you know, like a Jacoby Ellsbury type contract somewhere. Mm. But he's he's a really good baseball player, and he's a winner. Yeah. And he's a center fielder. Yeah. I mean, look, if you didn't have Hicks. He's a, I get it. He's another right-handed hitter. But to me, to I don't know, man. It's somebody that I would I – would, I know the Yankees are never going to do it. I understand that 100%, especially that they're seemingly under payroll constraints. Mm-hmm. 
I just think this is a guy that you really need to take a look at, man. And and, and it's at the expense of Aaron Hicks. Yeah. Who I would really like Hicks a lot better if he was a roving guy to play, you know, spell guys in the outfield. Yeah, I got to say, I, I don't disagree with you in, in the sense of George Springer, the player. I think he's a great player. And I do act, he's the one Astro that I actually like. Um, but it just doesn't make sense to me in any way. If you were telling me he was coming, coming in, you could get him for cheap. That's one thing, but the Yankees are, the Yankees are so set in the outfield. And I, and I truly believe Gardner will be a Yankee within the upcoming weeks, um, as depth. And you, and you have a guy in Clint Frazier who really established himself. He was up for a gold glove this year. He he's a great hitter. We all know that. Hicks stayed healthy this year finally. And and you know what? In a full season, 162 games, he gets on base a lot. I like Hicks out there and you got to hope Judge stays healthy. I mean, really, you don't when you're looking at it in a sense of how are we allocating our money now for trying to stay within a budget? George Springer makes absolutely no sense to me. No, I said that because of the money situation, but if you're looking to I really think this is a guy that they should really try to take a look at here. They won't. I understand that, but no, like in terms know, of, in terms to of George Springer, Springer you go player. Springer, Frazier and, and judges your outfield with Hicks as your fourth outfielder. I like that a lot better than Hicks judge. Yeah. Frazier with Guardy as my fourth he's, outfielder. He's a big, I'll he's tell a you big what game player too. look up, look up his home run numbers in the postseason. Yeah. Actually, oh no, he's a big, actually, he's a postseason fourth. guy. He's fourth and if, all time. And if one of the and if one of these guys from the Astros kind of escapes that scumbag it's definitely that you Springer. have about him, it's him. Well, I'll say two so, things. I, I think if Stanton wasn't on this team, I'd be I'd have a much different outlook because then you'd have an open DH spot where you can really rotate these guys, get, you know, fit them in the lineup every single day. But the second thing to the point of Springer not being a scumbag, I don't know if you watch that special. I don't know what it was on. I think ESPN. He actually has a speech impediment. Did you know that? George yeah, Springer? Did. And he really yes. like takes his time to work with kids with speech impediments. He just seems like an overall just a really nice guy. He seemed to be the one guy that stayed out of that, yeah, we cheated, but yeah. we're still champions, so go fuck yourself attitude that they all have. Yeah, he's more of a genuine guy, you can tell. He's got so, how about this though? 19 home runs and only 292 plate appearances in the postseason. That's fourth all time. All right. So Derek Jeter third tw- with 2734 plate appearances. How many, how many home runs? He's got 19 home runs and 292. Manny Ramirez is first all time in career uh postseason home runs with 29. So he he's fourth all time. Yes, 200 more plate appearances. Manny Ramirez. Harris has and he only has eight more home runs. Tell me, tell George me Springer. all so three Springer's guys. So who is it? Manny. Right. I'll give you the I'll give you the the top uh four. Manny Ramirez, 29 home runs, 493 plate appearances. Bernie Williams, two at uh 22 home wow. runs. Jeter, three, 20. Pujols and Springer are tied at four with 19. But you know what? Your biggest point there is the at bats. Yeah, no, it's that's that's a that's a very, very high amount. Wow. In just 292 plate appearances. So in that sense, yes, George Springer, the player, is definitely worth signing. But when you th- hear these luxury tax rumors, when you look at the Yankees' depth chart, 
there's just, in my my opinion, no way that the Yankees even put out a flyer on this guy. When you yeah. have Clint Frazier, when you have Aaron Hicks, and the and and you All sign right, trade him. them both, then get rid of them. <laughs> and you know what? And you have hold on, and you have Clint, uh, you have Jason Dominguez in the back end too. So if you're gonna give him a Jacoby Ellsbury type That's deal, just a seven a year myth. deal, that kid is just a myth to me until I see him on yeah, on baseball I, yeah, I hear, I hear you, but because how many times at, Estevan Florial remember him? Yeah, yeah, no, they hate him. Yeah, now. this kid, yeah. this kid looks. I, I, it's a prospect though. So yeah, until he's out there, you can't say anything, but a switch hitter that, you know, it's what 18, 19 years old. That's, that's right. When Juan Soto came up. So if you're going to give him a shot, it's going to be right when that Hicks contract is, is on its way out. Yeah. I don't care. I want to win this year. And I think George Springer is, is, is <laughs> I can't listen. I, how about I Michael Brantley then at that point? How about Michael everyone's Brantley? talking about okay, Brantley. Evan Roberts. Okay, uh, why Brantley? Roberts. He said he said. Put your mask on. Oh, I'm so sick. Put your mask. First on. of all, let me just say, let me just say this right now. I I have a man crush on some I, Garrett Cole. You know, it's the off season, so you 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 got bumped from my number one spot. I mean, I got a, such a man crush on Craig Carton right now. I don't know what yeah, it me is. Me too. Me too. All right. I I never really listened to them, him and Boomer, because uh, just didn't work out for your schedule. schedule. Yeah, because of my schedule at the time, like I wasn't, or I wasn't really in the car a lot at that time, so I didn't really hear him. I didn't, so I didn't really get the full effect of Craig. But I must have watched that documentary like four times. Great documentary, really yeah. great. It, even if you're not into Carton, just dude, the second half of it with the the shit that he oh, got himself into and why Jesus he in jail and why he went to jail. But I've I've loved their show so far this past week. Yeah, they've done I've a really, really good job. But, dude, Evan is just killing me with, like, oh, the Yankees should go after Daniel Murphy and Michael Brantley, left-handed batters that go bat That's, on that, ball. That is who I would I would have to agree. Ryan is Daniel the Evan Roberts. Maybe Daniel I'd be more hold, yeah, I'd be on, more dude. hesitant with Murphy. I'd be more hesitant with Murphy because you're locked in at DH with Stanton. But I would definitely look into Brantley if you're talking about replacing DJ LeMayhu, a contact guy. You'd want him to be replaced with contact guys. Michael Brantley, contact guy. Murphy, contact guy. But Murphy sucks. I'm, I'm a big Evan Daniel Murphy. Murphy had one good year. Daniel Murphy sucks. Let's be honest. He sucks. Every, he sucks because. The one good thing that he can do, he can hit. He can't play defense. So if you're bringing him in here to replace, I guess if you want to replace DJ LeMayu, it solves absolutely nothing because then Glaber Torres still has to play shortstop. So now you have your middle infield of Daniel Murphy and Glaber Torres. You get Didi, you get Didi, you get Brantley, you get Murphy on one or two year deals. You bring them in temporary, and then you you worry about long term. I just don't next see next year in the future when Dominguez is up. When Dominguez is up and these shortstops become available in free agency, that's when the Yankees are going to make the push. Because in my opinion, the, this whole DJ LeMahieu signing thing, it's very similar in my mind to Patrick Corbin versus Garrett Cole. You can go out and you could sign Patrick Corbin or you can wait a year or two and get the big the big guy in Garrett Cole. Do you want to sign LeMahieu right now and limit yourself yes, from getting yeah. a bigger name? I, I know Ryan, I understand that. This is that. completely different, though, in my opinion. I, I disagree different. that it's completely different because there's a better because options DJ available LeMay- in the future. DJ what LeMay- what did DJ LeMahieu get you, though, He's guys? Proven. What, what did, what did was, we get? What did, what did the Yankees get? He was, first of all, a better team. A, difference between, a better team. Bumped. Doesn't matter. There's it wasn't a difference hit, between it wasn't Corbin him, and Cole because we knew Cole was better. We knew that. Cashman won game seven of the World Garrett Series. So. I understand that, but you're going to make the comparison that we knew how much that 
Brian Cashman loved Garrett Cole. So we knew we that's different right there. Neither and another thing is neither one of these guys were in your clubhouse. DJ LeMayu's been in your clubhouse the last two years, been your best player for the last two years. There's so you know yeah. what you're getting yeah, out of DJ LeMayu. Yeah, for sure. But I mean the Yankees not haven't his, won anything. Would you say the reason why the Yankees have lost the last two years? Is no, but you're LeMayu? but no, but you're you're missing my point in that they're not they're not going to spend the way that you you're expecting them to spend. This isn't the team that you uh, think that, it is anymore. And 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 if they're not going to spend the way you think they're going to spend, then they have to spend smartly. And yes, LeMayu's been here, and yes, LeMayu has been their best player. But if they're not going to spend the right the way you want them to, then LeMayu doesn't fit anymore with this team because they have right, to me, spend their money smarter. Let me counter that then. You don't sure. think the Yankees will spend? You know, my my opinion is that it'll probably end around four for a hundred million dollars with yes, DJ. I think that's dead you don't on. think you don't think that's that's not considered spending smartly, but they're going to go out there and give a, a, another shortstop uh, hand out another three hundred million dollar contract, which is what it will take to get one of these yeah, guys. Yeah, and, and you know what? Right now, given. It, we're in a much different spot than we were when Patrick Corbin was was available and, and all that was going on right now, back then. Right now, we're in a much different spot where we know the pieces that we need, and DJ was one of those pieces that that fits this puzzle. We need him back, and then we need to add on to that. And it's no more like waiting ne- till next year for better players. If we can get DJ back and you can sign a guy like Bauer or, you know, something in that area this team's ready to go you need Sevy to come back healthy there's no more waiting for for next year anymore if they're going to spend it's got to be now and ryan i understand that your point that maybe lindor or story or even carlos correa are all free agents and they're better players than dj lemayu but we talked about this sometimes the parts fit better no, I, I'm does. not even. I'm not even saying that they're better players. I'm just saying that when you when you hear how they plan on spending, yeah, I don't no, you, know. It makes LeMay sense. You fits into what they plan on doing this offseason. I get exactly it's what you're saying. I'm out. just. I just feel like your point you're making is valid, but I just feel like if that's the Yankees' mindset, it's not the right mindset to have. Because, and I'm telling, and I my point is I don't think Brian Cashman under any financial constraints is okay with Tyler Wade being a starting player for this team. Mm. So regardless of whether or He's not he's on though. this team, somebody is going to come in and play a middle infield position for this team. So they'll have to spend money somewhere. You can't have a shortstop that's constantly right, right. running off the field. To poop. To poop. No, I hear you. We get my my mindset is maybe maybe it would be best right now to go more of a short term commitment, and I don't know if Lemay. See, I don't think four. I don't think four. I do for a hundred gets it done. I don't. Think I think it does. I think, I think four for a hundred. I I think you're going to need five to six years on that contract. I'm I'm pretty sure. I think he's going to get five or six years from somewhere yeah. else. The only reason why that would happen and. But it is COVID season. Complete, COVID season. Because, exactly because of COVID, and teams are not going to be willing to right. go the extra mile, maybe in that they would in a maybe different in Queens. scenario. Maybe over would in be Queens. a straight right. fucking spite move by Steve Cohen. Yes. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There's going to be someone out there that's, for some reason, whether it be out of spite or DJ out of can wanting make, this guy. And then DJ can make the decision whether or not he wants to be on a winner or he wants to go to the Mets. <laughs> Hey, Mets are a fresh team, bro. 
All right, so if you're telling me if you're telling me the Yankees sign LeMayhew, I don't care about the years. I mean, I don't care about the money. If you're telling me it's a four-year deal, then yes, I am on board. I think what you're saying because in my mind, I'm thinking short term, right? Now, because that's how this team is operating. It seems they wanna they wanna slowly get under this tax, and I'm just trying to keep that in mind when I'm thinking about what moves they might make. Here's can I be honest with you? Here's how exactly how I think it's gonna go. I think the Yankees are going to, what would three for 80 be? About 26, three. 23. I think they, I think they come in three for 80. I That's think it would be 26 points. Yeah. I think they're going to go more per year instead of go with the extra year to start. I think DJ's team counters with four for a hundred. And I think they settle on four for 90. I really do. I think that's how it's going to go. Yeah, there we got to see how this market plays some, out. There was some blog out there that predicted DJ was going to the Blue Jays for like $60 no. million. That blog should shut down right. immediately. And, and I'll eat my words if that's true. But uh, If he goes to the Blue Jays, it won't be for cheap. It, it won't be for less than... If, uh, if he goes to the Blue Jays, I'm not watching next season. So No, if the Yankees let, if the Yankees let DJ LeMay you sign inside the division, then I, I'm, going to, I'm going to set a fire outside of Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. You're on the list. I don't care. Who cares, right? Uh, so just to wrap up the Springer point, I wanted to. I got like 123 replies on this. Ooh. Uh, I I was gonna actually count them, but I didn't because I got lazy last night. I would say it's probably close to a, a hundred and ten that said no, they didn't want George Springer. Now I'm. At some point, I'm probably going to go back and retrace this. But how, out of those 110, how many of them do you think replied no because he's an Astro and had nothing to do with what he does on the field? Uh, at least 90. Yeah, I'm going with that too. Right? That's my feeling. There's at least 90, uh, 90 out of those 110. Yeah, and then they just, just like he's an- and then they just don't know who he is because we said it before. He's just not the typical Astro that we that you hate right now. He's just oh, not. Was on nineteen dangies, nineteen postseason dangs. I'll take that. Dang. The guy hit thirty nine home runs and nine drove in ninety six runs in twenty nineteen. Damn, he played really? Twenty something games. Pop. Yeah, he's got pop, pop. Did he know what pitch was coming then? Though, I know. I don't think maybe. So. No, no, a little bit. Uh, probably maybe a little. Oh, the bu- they had the buzzards in twenty nineteen. They did the buzzer. Yeah, that's okay though. We can buzz them over here. All right, so uh, let's move on to the Mets here real quick before we get into more Yankee stuff. Uh, so Steve Cohen, owner. Owner, Mr. Cohen. Mr. Mr. Cohen. Cohen. Show him some respect. Put some respect on his name. You know, make yourself feel demeaned. Andrew Marchand says, do do not call him Mr. Because he's wealthy and we can't respect wealthy people in this country. So, you know, hard work means nothing. Means nothing. I don't know. Maybe he schemed his way to the top. Still, I figured, you know, it was a hard working scheme. I told my kids after I read that tweet, I said, when you go to school, don't call your teacher Mr. and Mrs. Ask him how much they make per year first. And if it's over five. if it's over a certain amount, then you do not you call them by their first name. It's in Jersey it's forty two five. Forty two five. Okay. So, so then they can call so then they so then they can call them what? Do they have to call him Mr. Smith or do they can call him Steve? Mr. or Mrs. is fine at that point. If they're making over eighty and they're tenured at that point, then you call them by their then, first name. Then you just call them Steve and Mary. Yeah. Hey Mary. Or you just say hey last night. Hey you. Get over here. Oh, you don't even have to call him by the first name. Yeah, no. Like, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Bitch, I didn't do my homework last night. Bitch. 
All right. So Steve Cohen had his introductory press conference. Uh, he said that he's not worried about the Yankees. His uh, his MO is to build a winner in Queens, which I respected that yes. answer because the Met owner should not be taking shots at the Yankees, but that, you know, the Met fans think there's a, there's a new war now. Mm. There's a war in town. Maybe this which, gets Mets fans off our backs a little though. Maybe look, they feel a little for, better about themselves now. You know, not for nothing. And I think Evan Roberts did bring this up on a show, but now it's not that they expect to sign every big time free agent, but they're in the conversation. Like you mm-hmm. knew the Mets had no shot at Garrett Cole. Right. But now hey, they they have a shot at they could have if Garrett Cole was a free agent this year, they could have had a shot at him. Just like now, like you know, if the Wilpon's still on the team, you knew there was no way they were gonna get involved in Lindor or Springer or Real Muto or Bauer, but now they, they're in they're in the conversation with these guys. Here's why I bring this up. Is there a new war between the Yankees and the Mets because of Steve Cohen and his money? There are reports out there that the Mets are going to extend an offer to Masahiro Tanaka. Mm, That would really hurt. That would really hurt. To me, look, I love Tanaka, and I I would love to see him back as like a fifth starter on this team to anchor the back end of this rotation. To me, that's another spite move. It's just... oh yeah. To sign a Yankee to sign a Yankee mm. at that point. So if the Mets go out there and sign Masahiro Tanaki, are you declaring war? On no, teams? no, because I oh no, there's a fight. That's a fight right there. Now, see, here's where he, for me, as tough as it would be to see him in another uniform, especially. And I don't know if Tanaka would do that. I think I don't Tanaka know. Yeah, he's would, loyal. Right? Would realize good, good point there. I think Tanaka would realize what that is all about. He's being used. He's a pawn. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah. But here's the thing for me. As as much as it would kill me to see Tanaka in another uniform, especially in a Mets uniform, um, I'm not getting into a bidding war over Masahiro Tanaka right now. No, 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 no. I mean, between You're just saying, okay, so you're saying a personal feel? Fuck yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, a definite like, do war. We go on, do we go and curb stomp Met fans? After yeah, that? absolutely. But listen, here's here's where I'm going to say this about Steve Cohen. If he has any set of balls like he says he does, he is extending an offer quietly, silently, to DJ LeMayu that, he's, that he can't refuse. He is calling him up. That's what I said two weeks yep, ago. Yep, you did. If he has any balls, that will, be, that will be what he does. I'm not saying that DJ signs there. I'm just saying you'll hear reports that Steve Cohen's trying to talk to him. No, and that's the only guy that puts a little bit of fear into me that would blow the Yankees' offer out of the water is Steve Cohen because yep. of this this spite move. And do they really even need him? I mean, do do the Mets really need DJ? I mean, everyone yeah, everyone needs yeah. DJ Lemayu, but yeah, I mean, I but I mean that would be a true that would be a true spite. I move. still think Tanaka would give that same message if they went out and signed Tanaka that it would be yeah, that but I also don't move. think the Yankees really care one way or the other I think they would like Tanaka back yeah, yeah. no I, I I don't I don't think it would sting as much but I think the motive there would no the motive there is the be, same yeah, yeah. like you know, uh, you know Eric Kratz announces retirement but like even something dumb like that to sign Eric Kratz like just look at whoever is a free agent on the Yankees what somebody will be a Met in 2021 Uh, you think he's got to make a power he's got to make a power move is what you're saying yeah well his power move should be improving his ball club and not tweaking the yankees that's what his power move should be that's why you know 
right. he put this three to five year window on the Mets winning a World Series. And you know, I I had a little back and forth with Brandon Tierney on Twitter about this because he he said this might be completely hyperbolic that uh, Steve Cohen own, owning the Mets now is the biggest off-field move in the history of New York sports, mm. which I said was completely hyperbolic because I still think in the realm of things, you can say maybe George Steinbrenner owning the Yankees was a much bigger sure. move in the history of New York sports because we talked to, we had just come off the interview with um, Ron Bloomberg and he told you how much CBS didn't give a shit about the Yankees. And then George came in there and said, no, I own yeah. the fucking Yankees yeah. and I'm going to treat them as And such. they're going to cut their hair and they're not going to have facial hair and, and they're going to win in the long run could steve cohen owning the mets be a bigger move it depends on what happens yeah, to the mets. Let's see hindsight especially if they don't win in that three to five year that was his biggest mistake in his introductory press conference is that he put a time frame on them winning we all know how that works yeah if you don't listen he, here's here's my thing to you though you're kind of making it as you know they should just focus on making the team better and not focus on taking a jab at the Yankees. But Steve Cohen has a lot of momentum going his way. His fi- The fan base is finally excited about something. And he has an opportunity. He knows how petty Mets fans are. He has an opportunity to, to really take a jab at the Yanks, excite the fan base even more, and still make his team better. Right. I mean, if you're signing guys, if you're telling me guys like Tanaka or DJ are going to be his jab... I mean, you're still making your team better. It's still not a bad move. So no, that's I, why I think he should try and do something like that. No, I don't think Tanaka makes them that much better. I think that's just a... I don't know, though. I think Tanaka could play profile very well at making half of no, the I starts think he at City pitch Field. Well there, but I think them going after Tanaka is just like... Can they move the walls back? Yankees. Can they it move the walls back like, to where they were? It always seemed to me that the Mets in recent years were making moves for two reasons. One to be cheap, and two is to spite the Yankees. You you see the guys that they sign, Cano, a, a player like Jay Bruce, who they wouldn't return the Yankees' phone call on, stuff like that has always kind Who's of always lingered. No, it was Jay Bruce. No, Jay Bruce, they, bro. And they did it twice then. Yeah. Oh, and they did it. They, it was, right, so it was both it's, of them. And yeah. then you, you sign like an Eduardo Nunez, hoping you can find some magic in there. And, you know, guys like that that were former Yankees. Well, Robertson like Cano's on moves. the Mets because Brody Van Wagenen is a moron. Yeah. Yeah, that's. And, that's, and look, I mean, the Mets over the last. Dylan Batances. Dylan Batances is there now. Ever since the shit went down with, uh, with Bernie Madoff. The Mets have been a shell of themselves as an organization. Any big move they made was so irrelevant. And they tried to, they they treated their fan base like they were stupid. Like they were making these big time moves. And it was really just just to hope that people would still take them seriously. And their fans showed up because you know what? As much as we want to rip Mets fans, they are pretty loyal. And they still showed but, up, but they got this beautiful new stadium and and a shit team put out there almost every year. But now you look at their new owner; he's got the largest net worth of all owners, fourteen point six yeah. billion dollars, yeah. dude. This guy is going to spend. Billion. Last year or two years ago, when when it, the reports were like when the deal was first going through before it fell through, you know, he was originally going to get the team like what a year or two ago. Yeah, earlier in he, the year, he spent. More money on a painting than the Mets paid <laughs> than the Mets' entire payroll in 2018. Like 20, I, 
no, I get it. Right. And here's my point about the money, right? Yeah. You got to spend it wisely. Absolutely. 100%. Look at the angels. Who spends more money than the angels? Right. (laughs) Where have they been? He spent $141 million on a painting. So, yeah, you talk about spending your money wisely. Is that a sign of good things to come, or is that a sign that this guy's going to shell out a bunch of money? To you know, the if you're just going to go out there and throw the money around and throw, and throw money around, you know, that's why he's got to get the right baseball people in there. And you can't just spend money; you got to develop yeah. and draft. So, I mean, there's a that's why him just owning the team to me doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. It, look, granted, it, it. I I don't hate the Mets. I've said it a hundred times. I don't hate the Mets. I want the Mets to be good. I want to be able to watch another good baseball team in this town. But, and I'm happy for Mets fans that they feel invigorated and, and that they actually have a shot at being a and not being a laughing stock anymore. All, all true, right? But just because you got a rich guy owning the team doesn't mean that you're automatically going to be a World Series contender every year there's still a lot of other things that need to fall into place i just want to say one thing right real quick as yankee fans we know this better than <laughs> yeah. anyone that yes george steinbrenner was a phenomenal owner but there were times when he threw money out there just to get the big name and just to get the guy and just to have the biggest payroll and we know better than any fan base that getting all these big guys does not translate automatically into a world series win I mean, after 2009, how how many stupid moves did the Yankees try to Yankees make? Yankees spent a ton of money, and it for just that didn't work. Five years, and yeah. it, they just they never really got close again. It just never worked, and so you're right. There's different layers to this. Yes, he can have. And look, the, if you look after from post 78 until 1994 ish, George spent a ton of money. Yes. And they never even sniffed the postseason. Never. How did they get good again? Gene Michael in their scouting department. Yeah, Steinbrenner drafting. had to get had to get suspended. Yes, he had to be a Poor yeah, whatever he did with Harry Spiro and all that bullshit with Dave Winfield, and he got thrown out. And you know, Gene Michael was allowed to kind of run the, the team. That's how they got good again. Oh, and boy. yes, they were able to sustain it because George had the money to re-sign Jeter and Bernie and Mo and all those guys. But. Those guys are there because of, he had the right people in place to make the right decisions. Yeah, and if Steve Cohen doesn't yeah. get those guys in there. It doesn't matter how much money he has. Someone left us you a know. stupid fucking comment on on Facebook uh, when we posted a little teaser with the Bloomberg interview uh, about Steinbrenner asking if we talked about how Steinbrenner wanted to trade off the core for whatever, you know. With big money and big moves comes some irrational thoughts. And yes, but again, he didn't because of yes, the people that exactly. he had hired. Exactly. I'm just told I, him. I'm no. backing up your point. I'm yes, backing up I'm, your point. Okay. So they need they need people in place for checks and balances there. Absolutely. But if you're just, a Mets, if you're a Mets fan, though, how pumped are you over that presser? With the, I, I know Christian, you didn't like the three to five years thing, but if I'm a Mets fan, I'm, I'm pumped up. And I wanted to ask you guys, who had the better, who you think had the better, who, who, whose press conference pumped up their fan base more? Was it Cohen this year or Garrett Cole's last year? Two Ooh, competing Cole. press conferences. Garrett Cole. There's nothing beat that. Nothing. No, beat because that. if you're a Mets fan, it's definitely. I mean, if yeah, you're I guess. On yeah. The surface, it's it's definitely. Uh, Steve Cohen. Hey, oh, a, as a Yankee fan, I'm excited for the Mets. 
I, I am. I, for baseball, it, the Wilpons held that team down for so long. I'm actually so glad that they woke up and said, you know what? We don't deserve to have this team. We're going to sell it off. Yeah, well, you know what? Last thing we'll say about the Mets here, unless any you guys have any other points to make, is that Marcus Stroman is a loser. <laughs> yes. Loser. I, look. Loser. Look, we, Again, we're referencing old episodes, but go back. I forget which one it was, where Christian just annihilates Stroman. Look, it couldn't have been more than three or four episodes yes. ago. Yeah. Definitely in between the World I think it was right before the first Keep Him, Dump Him. Might have been on one of them. Could have been. But anyway, um, this is the difference between Trevor Bauer and Marcus Stroman. Trevor Bauer maybe doesn't even want to be a Yankee. You hear the, you know, you know him and Garrett Cole had beef back in their UCLA days, and you know, but we don't know how Garrett Cole stands on. He doesn't say anything about it, which is fine. He could hate Trevor Bauer's guts. I don't really care. But Bauer is not going to come out and say I fucking hate Garrett Cole because guess what's going to happen if you say you hate Garrett Cole? You're not going to get a phone call. Or, from the Yankees. Not that I think he's going to get one anyway, but still. You don't want to take the Yankees out of the equation. Yeah. Which yeah. is what he was doing by saying, hey, I want to work with Matt Blake. I want to. I, I have no beef with Garrett Cole. And what does Marcus Stroman come out and do and say? Oh, I hate whatever he said. Oh, Yankees suck. I'm and how about... Than, I, I, I'm better than everybody on their team. And he didn't just do it with the Yankees. He also said he would never play for the White Sox or Tony LaRusa as their manager. That's, that's just another layer yeah. to it. Stop taking teams off your list, dude. That's just yeah. the, that's And what happened? He Look, bro, first of all, you don't come out and say you are better than everybody on a certain pitching staff, right? One who was headed by a guy that said you were not a difference maker, so we know your butt still hurts about that. Absolutely. Right? Okay. Hurting prep H. <laughs> you don't come out and say that and say only Garrett Cole is in my league. Garrett Cole is one. Of, I mean, at worst, is Garrett Cole the third best pitcher in Major League Baseball at worst? And his worst yeah. at his worst season. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That he's in your league. The only guy on that team is in your league. Is you, at worst the third best pitcher in Major League Baseball? You guys aren't even on the same planet. <laughs> and then turn around. And accept the qualifying offer. Right. You because so why talk. do you do that? Why do you accept the qualifying offer? Because you know you suck. Because yeah, you know that money market. is not out there. And didn't we so say that? Didn't we say that Strowman would be a guy that felt that slipped through the cracks because he thinks he's better than he is and he would want more money that teams aren't willing to dish out to a guy like him? And that realization must have came to him real quick. Boom. Boom. That he knew he wasn't even going to sniff anywhere near. Because you want to know what? If he did come in and and ask for way more money than he was, you know what teams would have said to him? Get uh, the fuck out! <laughs> Garrett Cole, uh, Garrett Cole, uh, Marcus Stroman would have been playing Sandlot baseball in February, waiting for somebody to call him. <laughs> Is yeah, at at, at best, at best. So. That's it. Let's. Uh, I think you want to bring something up, and then we got one more topic to discuss. Well, yeah, I, we, we have a good good listener of ours. Actually, he watches. It. He's one of our YouTube followers. If you don't know, we this show is also on YouTube. Check us tube out it. there. Don't tube in it. Don't tube it. don't tube in while oh, you no, watch us on YouTube. the tube. YouTube in. Um. So Willie Valero. YouTube. Valerio. Sorry. 
Um, he wants to know what we think about this. He's been commenting, and I just kind of got around to it now. But um, he wants to know what we think if the Yankees do get DJ back, if they would mess around possibly with Geo at shortstop because he's got the range and he's a good fielder. Moving DJ over to third, that way you can put Glaber back at second and keep Voight at first. Would it be something that the Yankees actually even think about? Hate it. Yeah, I just remember. Remember, I, I kind of, I kind of said that I wonder if they would consider ever playing Geo at when, short. And then the you made it, or Shaw played at short. That's so. the problem. No, we're, we're taking Chris, a. You g- made a good point when I said that that he, he, he might have the range from third to first. Yeah, but that shortstop, you have to cover a bunch more ground. Here's my thing, he's Willie. What like six games? I get. I that. Yeah, I get what I get. Where he's coming from to to give us an an alternative to keep DJ, keep Voight, and and move Glaber off a of shortstop. But for me, I'd rather have Glaber at shortstop than put a guy there who, A, is already phenomenal at third base, so I don't want to move him regardless. But mm-hmm. B, I honestly think you're downgrading shortstop at that point and risking that just to move Glaber over to second. I honestly think he's more capable than just throwing Geo over there now out of nowhere. And, and and ultimately, I mean, DJ can play anywhere. I, I really believe that. So you really wouldn't be downgrading over at third, but at this point, for me... You're just moving too many things. You're right moving now. too many things. Maybe, yeah. You know, I, I'd rather just keep Torres at short and just hope he gets better. But this kind of goes into your next point, Christian, your tweet that you put out there. Yeah, so because I think I think it's fair to ask that here we go. If the Yankees can only if the Yankees have to let go of one of the following players, who would it be and why? Voight, Lemayu, Torres, and Urshela. The fans voted overwhelmingly to dump uh Voight with sixty percent, and it was Urshela at twenty, Glaber at twelve, and Lemayu at eight percent. Uh we'll go around the room and then uh I'll Who the leave. fuck is the eight percent voting for DJ? Bro, you know how these fans are. Out All of right. sight, out of mind. Let's get into you know. this. Let's get into this. Uh, so we'll go around the room, and then we'll read what the fans had to say. Uh, so to me, the one guy that I wanted, that if I had to get rid of, would be Gio Urshela. Mm. That's my guy. Mm. I'm, I, I love Gio Urshela. Don't get me wrong. But when we talked about the keep him dumpums when we brought up Urshela, my take on him was kind of I'd like to see him less. Yeah, you said maybe even a bench put him on. Which the bench I don't think with. is really fair, to be honest. But if you're now, if we're gonna de- do a deep dive on this hypothetical of which one of these guys we're gonna get rid of, and I'm gonna tell you why it's him, and it's really not even close to for me. It's because. And and this would this is you know this is why you gotta let things play out sometimes. And we were discussing this after the 2019 season. I wouldn't even have thought twice about saying it's Luke Voigt. But Luke Voigt proved a lot to me this year. He's a guy I want on this team now. Mm. He's a guy unquestioned that I want on this team. He proved himself to be a leader and a gamer on this team, and on a team that guys were you know they get a paper cut and they miss 60 games. He's a guy that I I want on this team. All right. So who are you putting at third? Miguel Andujar. Well, I mean, you'd have to make a move at this point, but if we're just not Andujar, though, 
No, 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 we're not bringing in McGillian Duhar. Come He's on, dude. Here. He's got a bat. He's got a good bat. Is that bat catch balls? Listen, I, I get your point, and I guess <laughs> I guess the the more you talk about it, the more I'm agreeing with you. I think Luke Voigt was the overwhelming uh, vote here because people are just automatically. I, I know Torres wasn't great at short, but he's still young. He can still get better. And no, I think and I'm not getting rid of Glaber Torres I think, because I still think he's going no, no, to be a I'm superstar. Just, yes. What I'm saying is Yankee fans right now in their minds think the biggest detriment to this team is Glaber Torres being our shortstop. And yes, is he was he did he prove to be somewhat of a liability in the field last year? Yes. But can he get better? Yes. At the expense of getting rid of Voigt just to move DJ to first, where now now you're moving DJ to first, a position that he's not the best at, and taking a gold glove caliber guy out of second base or third. Well, LeMay, you can play third base if we get rid of Rochelle and bring in a shortstop. Yeah, well, then you make the move for Lindor. You move Glaber over, and I guess that, that is your best move. And obviously, as much I'm as I love Rochelle. You know, that, and, and, that and, is your best And move. then, obviously, you know, it's not DJ. We I keep talking about why no, would you even it's consider never getting rid of the guy that's been your best player for the last two years? It's never DJ. DJ's never the answer. So, to me, I mean, the easy choice for me is, is Gio Urshela. Yeah, you know what? I have to agree with you there. Uh, it, yeah, I voted Gio on, on the thing. Taking it, taking it, isolating each player. I love Gio Urshela. Gio Urshela being on that list himself, I wouldn't want to vote for him. But when you take into account the other guys you're talking about here, he's the only one that really makes sense for me right now. It's funny. The toss-up is between Gio and Luke Voigt, and LeMahieu would be able to replace both of them. Yeah, with ease. Yeah, But you know, I mean, if, you, if you look at those four, though, and you, if it's in terms of talent, I would say Gio's the guy to get rid of. If you're talking about in terms of what you can get back, then Luke Voigt would be that guy for me. Wouldn't you? Would you think that teams would be more willing to give would give you more for Luke Voigt than they would for Gio Urshela? Probably, but I wouldn't yeah. say it would be like a big no, difference. It, yeah, it wouldn't be a huge difference, but I still think there'd be a little difference. But I think you can probably get a bigger package for Luke mm-hmm. Voigt, but I don't think Much it would be something package. overwhelming. <laughs> um, he does have a bigger package for sure. No, you, you you would know. My wife analyzes it all the time. No, that's good. That's... Anyway, we don't need to get into that right now. She tubins during all the Yankee games. All right. Anyway. Uh, no, I think we should just end the show. Yes. Tubin. What were we even talking about? Tubin. Urshela. Urshela being oh, going bye-bye. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just... I think a lot of fans think that Luke Voigt is easily replaceable, but... I don't know, man. I, I just kind of like his leadership on this team right now. Can I say I one thing? There needs to be some accountability, and I think Luke Voigt played with a lot of accountability this past season. Can I yeah. say one thing? After Teixeira, you know, fell off the face of the earth, what's the one thing the Yankees have lacked ever since then? Uh, uh, Wait, after who fell off? Can, you cut out. After Teixeira fell off the face of the earth. A defensive first baseman. No, a they power hitting a first things, baseman. But yeah, you know, you want to make the point that they who, haven't who, had a. Let's let's try off the top of your head, Christian, because you're good at this shit. You have like your Rain Man when it comes to this. What other first baseman have they had since Teixeira? Lyle Overbay. Lyle Overbay. Okay, who Chris else? Carter. Who, Chris Carter. Chris Carter. 
Um, didn't Chase Headley play over there? There's there you go, little there. Headley, right? Little Headley, he was great. Um, who else? I can't. I don't even remember. Did Ichiro play first base? He probably did. Didn't they throw Posada <laughs> out there? For, was Posada still here when yeah, Teixeira no, was? I think he. Re, I think he retired in 2010 so, or 2011. So I mean, Teixeira think about still. think about how much they and and first base was always a position the Yankees were fortunate to always have a guy who can put one in the seats there. You had guys G-Man like Choi Tino Teixeira, G-Man Choi, G-Man Choi, who now wouldn't be a bad option, but. I mean, the Yankees have always liked that. They finally got a guy who is not just a power-hitting first baseman who can do some damage, but he is a leader, like you said. I mean, he's, he's, he was a proven leader this year, and that's not a guy that you just get rid of. Uh, Greg Bird. Oh, right, Greg Bird. He was good, though. Well, I'm just looking wow. at this on baseball reference. The Yankees' leader in war uh, for first baseman from 2009 to 2000. 16 was Teixeira, except for in 2013, that was Overbay. And then it was Carter, Bird, mm. Voight, and Voight. Well, Carter amazingly had a negative 0.8 war in 2017. And he was... Uh, yeah, no, that's believable. It's pretty believable. So. I'd, say he, I'd say his value wasn't really that high when uh, he couldn't even catch uh, a pickoff move. Yeah, the Yankees... I mean, Pat, I guess, what, was it 20... 2013, you want to use the line of demarcation for when uh, Teixeira really fell off. Yeah, from 2013 until really Voight stabilized it the last couple of seasons. Yeah. They really haven't had a you know consistent force. Remember, remember that West Coast trip where the Yankee season fell apart? I forget what year. Yeah, it was 2017. 2017, when they just fucking crashed. Yeah. Yeah, that was all Chris, Car- Chris Carter. Yeah. that's that, I, I Chris Carter started there. the whole thing. Yeah, he did. He literally started the whole thing. I said Sabathia had to throw extra pitches. He pulled his hammy, and then it just fell. We yep. fell apart. That's it. And they, they lost like apart. 10 straight. Jim. So Jim. that's how good he was. That's how good he was. What are you staring at? The dog. Is he breathing? Barely. Do you have the cove? All right. Oh, boy. You're in a deep sleep. Huh? This week on the MYYST podcast. Okay. All right. Okay. I just All right. Dogs are dying. Okay. Okay. Uh, please excuse my dog. dogs okay. are dying. All right. Uh, I just dog. Not again to these dog. Dog. Dog tested positive for COVID. Okay. Wow. And now yeah, he's not breathing. I ended uh, Barky Lyle. Okay. Barky. Barky right. Lyle. Barky Lyle. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's let's give some shout outs and read some comments here uh, for the fans. Mm-mm. Where do we go? I lost. You're so lost. All you can think about is the Giants right now. What time's that game? Maybe I'll watch. One o'clock. Actually, we do have to bring up one other thing before we close out the show here. I just saw another tweet. We'll give a shout out to Little Gel here. Uh, Andrew Coleman says it's unfortunately Voight. DJ offers too much position flexibility as well as a rounded bat. Aren't all the bats rounded? Didn't you say Little Gel and then you switched over to... Someone yeah, else? no, so I'm not going to read all the comments. I'm just going to shout oh, out Oh, you're just everybody. shouting out. Oh, okay. But I thought all the bats were rounded, not just DJs, right? Yeah. Okay. DJ Corks uh, is bat. Torres can play both infield positions. There's actually four infield positions. You mean middle infield. I'm just going to pick these apart. 
Yeah, you're just a fucking, you're just an awful human being. Gio is too damn good with the Screech. glove. Appreciate Voight, but he's the odd man out. Uh, Mario, uh, not Luigi, just Mario. Voight's value is at an all-time high. We don't need power bats. Chris is going to like this. First base is the most replaceable position. Jesus, God. I mean, I mean, you go over to first base. I'll throw a few in the dirt. Let's see if you can pick them. Uh, here, this is this is what I love, Erica. None. The, this choice is torture. Then you know I don't you know. What to tell fucking you. sue me. Don't. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening uh, to we'll, the show. We'll shout out. Come on, Eileen. You can make yes, that what you want. Come on, Eileen. Uh, also, Boo here. Boo Sullivan. How does he Boy, spell trade it? Him. How does he spell it? B O O. No. How does he spell Ooh. the the name? What C O M E? No, the lady's name is Eileen. It's oh, an woman. Oh, come on, Eileen. Got okay. it. Like the song. Yeah. Uh, Voight trade him on trade him on a high. You can do that. Yeah. I, uh, look, I get we'll, it. I get that. But but honestly, what even at his highest, what are you getting in return for Luke Voight? There's. They're both in that same category of is are they still flukes? Are you is it Fluke Lloyd or Luke Voigt? Or Luke Are Voigt? you calling up yeah. are you calling up the Indians and trading Luke Voigt, headlining a deal with Luke Voigt to get Lindor? I mean, is that what they think the return is going to be on him? I have no because idea. Because if if that's the case, then of course. But I even at his highest high, I don't think you're getting much of a return on Luke Voigt. I think Ryan's right. We'll shout out our buddy at time is ill is Vilmatic. Uh, we'll also shout Kyle says Torres, DJ, and Gio are here to stay until retirement. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, but anyway, <laughs> what Kyle? Uh, what Kyle? Are we talking about here? Controversial Kyle? No, Schwarber. Yeah, he should say <laughs> I know. Well, uh, well, Eric Bardez says, no way you can let DJ go. We've already established he's one, if not the most important player on the team. Uh, Glay is a future started team. Then you're left with Gio and Luke. Gio is far superior at third than Luke is at first. Luke's power loss is safer than Gio's glove. Oh, uh, I want to. Here we, here we go. This is from, uh, this is from some guy named Seth who responded to that. And he says, Gio's glove is slightly above average. His uh mm-hmm. his glove is nowhere near as important as Voight's bat. So Eric comes back and says, uh, you know, something, blah, blah, blah. So here you go. Now I bust out the analytics. This is this is the analytic. He had a negative one outs above average, which is 28 out of 39 third basemen. In 2019, he was negative two and outs above average, 24 out of 34. His bat is what makes him valuable, not his glove. Boyd's bat is huge, especially with Judge Stan on the IL. That was the counter to that that I wanted to read. Did you not see the plays he made in the postseason? I mean, it did doesn't you? A gold glove it doesn't well. matter, right? You're right. It doesn't matter because they play baseball on a because, computer. Now. Right, 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 right. So we'll just so I just wanted to point that out that there are still people out there that don't watch baseball. They play it on a computer. Right. Which on is a calculator. What I, yeah, on a calculator there. So I don't care what his outs above average is. I really don't. don't this even is know what, what the this, f- this shit loses me all the time. Yeah, because I'm not on, sitting dude. there watching Gio Rochelle and saying, "Oh, he sucks. His outs above average has got to be." That was negative. one of the that was one of the best plays I've ever seen. Not many third basemen can yeah. make it, but his outs above average suck. Okay, 
go home. I mean, look at that. I, I'll always just now, I'll always reference that double play he turned with Chapman on the mound in the postseason this yeah. year and, t- uh, off, and, tell, me, and tell me that someone else is, is, is a more viable option than Gio Rochella. There's not much out. There's not, not much. much out there that's better than him. No. All right, so let's run through the rest of these. Uh, Hunter Larson, I'll say Voight because his value is at an all-time high, and DJ can play first. I think that seems to be a prevailing His all-time high, but it's not. Uh, he he still has more years left. To and I Christian really don't want DJ at first base, uh, you know. I love Hunter Larson. Christian Aguirre chiming in, and then we'll move on to Austin underscore Greg. A true Yankee fan would love to keep this infield, but if I had to pick, it's Voight because Gio's glove is alone to keep him around. Uh, Black Beanie Brian says, make sure to include why it's Luke Voigt, but you didn't. Black Beanie Brian. <laughs> uh, Owen Murray, DJ LeMayu, if the front office decides to prioritize spending at other positions. I don't really understand that. No. Okay. Mike Scudero, uh, well, well he, he, he wants us to pop his podcast. So, you know, he, he's the host of the Yapping Yankees podcast. You can hear it on Sunday nights. Yapping uh, Yanks, get me on that show. Oh, right. We're going to do a podcast next weekend, all right? Yeah. Trivia. So we'll shout out yeah, Mike in the Yapping Yankees podcast. So check them out. Uh, Billy SS, we'll shout him out. Uh, How many more shout outs are you going to do? Like three. Jesus. Uh, Ed Wilden, he wants Voight. The other three are always healthy. Healthy. Voight, you know, Voight didn't miss any time with one foot this year, so. He literally only has one foot. Yeah, really. Keg Dog. At, at Keg Dog, I suppose Voight would be the one, but Voight is probably... Oh, I su- I don't give a shit what this says. All right, we're done here. And Scott and Jordan as well. You left replies, so cool. All let right. me just let me just say one thing about LeMahieu real quick. I I just... I, wanted, I want to make sure that you guys realize that I think LeMahieu is... You know somebody you that this sucks. team you this team sucks. has to sign, and that this team need, does need in a lot of ways. You just don't think they're prioritizing uh, it as but, much as yes, they should. But my my view and my the my argument is more in line, at least what I think that the Yankees are planning on doing this offseason. Mm-hmm. So that's more of what I'm what my argument was. But in terms of DJ Lemayhu, yes, I. I this guy needs to be a New York Yankee for the rest of his career. He is the prototype of what you'd want in New York. Okay. So please go out and sign this guy. I just I just don't see it happening, and that sucks. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. And that's all right. That. So I want to bring this. I we're a little longer than I thought we'd be, but I do want to bring this up because I don't know if we'll get to it again. Uh, now you hear the rumors again that the Yankees and Mets are both interested in bringing Yadier Molina. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was a report out there earlier uh, this week that Brian Cashman is listening to offers on Gary Sanchez. So that meant that we were definitely trading Gary, which it doesn't mean that at all. And I just, the report actually, actually means absolutely nothing to me because I think Brian Cashman listens to offers on everybody. If somebody called and asked what it would take to get Gary Cole, I'm sure Brian Cashman would sit there and listen to that as well. Yeah. It doesn't mean that he's looking to trade anybody. I just think if Brian Cashman's doing his job, which I would assume that he is, he's just listening to offers. Can I make a comment on Sanchez real quick? What's that? We talked about this a couple weeks ago, uh, bringing Yachty Yachty here and, and the really how much it doesn't make sense to get rid of Sanchez. Like at at worst case, you, you bench him, right? 
But here's where here's why Cashman is openly saying he's taking offers on him or he'll listen to offers. Sanchez is a guy where we've seen so many trade offers come in one-sided for guys Yankees wanted to get and other teams came back with some unrealistic package that they wanted back. Sanchez is a guy where Cashman can try and flip flip the script a little and turn the tables around and say, look, you really want Sanchez? I want some unrealistic package. And if a team does happen to say yes, fuck it, but they're not going to. And Cashman knows that. So it does no harm to say that. And you know what? He wants Sanchez to know he's expendable at this point. He needs to light some type of fire under his ass. What are you going to get for Gary Sanchez? Right, right exactly. Middle, That's what I'm saying. Reliever? You think the Yankees are going to bait on Gary Chris. Sanchez for a fucking middle right, reliever? Right. It's it's Cashman's opportunity to take it to tr- to at least shove it back in other teams' faces a little bit and say, "Okay, you want to do this to me for the last three yes. years? Here's Every Gary Sanchez trade with the Yankees. You has see, been you exactly seen what that. Sanchez's ceiling can be." Uh, so give me back fuck, all these unrealistic play. Give me back this this package, and you can have Sanchez. No problem. And just, and just another thing that could maybe light some sort of spark in this guy yeah. with Higashioka kind of starting. Well, not not kind of. He he was benched for Kyle Higashioka in the postseason. That lights him. This does the same thing. So it's it seems like it could be a move. Yeah, let's let's put a flyer. Hopefully, maybe someone will will do it. But also, it's a move to maybe try and. <laughs> get this guy going again. So well, I think Gary more, realizes that he needs to put in the work. That's why he's playing winter ball guys at Gary Sanchez's mm-hmm. level. Don't go and play winter ball unless yeah. they're coming off major injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, so uh, th- just to reference the report that the Yankees are interested in Molina. Now a lot of fans, you know, you couple that with, uh, you know, Cashman's listening. To say Gary. Yeah. Anyway, um, that Cashman is listening to offers on Gary, which you know, you know, fans run with that, and that means that oh, we're trading Gary, and Yadier Molina is going to be our starting catcher. All right, first of all, that's that's not. I would not go that way at all. Like if you're bringing in Yadier Molina, you're bringing him in because what is he, 38, 39 years old? Right. Something you're bringing like him in as a as a guy to take him under his wing. You're you're bringing in Yadier Molina to kick Gary Sanchez's ass right. and show him what it's like to to be a leader on a baseball team. You're not bringing him in to replace Gary Sanchez because what then again, you know, again, prospects are prospects until they do something. I don't understand the Yankees are drafting a lot of uh, catching prospects, but again, until I see some, one of them up here doing something, I can't get too excited over anything. Who was the catcher? Who were the catchers when Gary made his? first when Gary had his first full season as the Yankees catcher well they traded Brian McCann because of Gary Sanchez right so so Gary came up in 2016 so Gary traded Gary's never had that who was never had competition who was it that Posada hated I can't think AJ Burnett no 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 who was the other catcher that he oh no it was Girardi uh Girardi hated Posada I don't know. He just was. Yeah, he didn't like him. He, he realized that Posada was there to get Girardi yeah. out. But my point is, Sanchez is Sanchez kind of got thrown into the fire, which I love. But as a young catcher who's more of an offensive catcher, obviously, than defensive, he's never had that veteran presence to kind of take him under his wing and and make him a better player. And I th- and again, 
I just think it would make all the sense in the world to get Yadi here if he can. And it's not like Yadi or Molina is like some automatic out right now. He's still Yadi Molina. I mean, the dude can still play. Look, my whole point is, too, again, is that I'm not making decisions on my catching position based off of what Kana Higashioka did to end right. 2020. Right. Which I think a lot of fans are like, oh, you know, no. Kana Higashioka. No. No. Come on. It's I'm going to steal the words right out of here. It's Kyle Higashioka. Okay. We love him. He's a good dude. He seems like a really nice guy. He gets into a few and hits some dingers. He got some big base hits in the postseason. But it's Kyle Higashioka. He is not the answer. He knows he's not the answer. He's not trying to be the answer. Look, you're bringing Yadier Molina to, to kick Gary Sanchez's ass. You know, and if it doesn't work and Gary Sanchez is, we can officially st- stamp Gary Sanchez as a bust st- here. St- 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 stamp. You know, we were talking, I was shouting out George Springer there. <laughs> Trying to get him on the team. Yeah, I am. You know, um, we're crude. We don't care. <laughs> we tell like it is. I, I mean, if you, if you haven't picked that up yet, then you, you just, that's why people I, listen to us. That's why that, I just don't, I just don't know what you're listening to then. That's why people listen to us. They, this is not, a, this is not polished. This is not a polished uh, thing. Where you're not going to get a politically correct podcast here. Okay. Uh, anyway. We're going to go off the cuff. Anyway, what was I saying? Stamped. I was stuttering. Please. Please don't do this to me. <laughs> yeah, and if it doesn't work, if Gary Sanchez doesn't get that fire lit under him by Yadi Molina, then fuck it. It's, yeah, it's right, over. Right. It's over. Look, you. And then Yadi is your catcher in 2021. And then <laughs> what's the word? That's still better. That's still a better course of action than saying. Hey, Kyle, you're my starting catcher. Okay. No. Any Yankee fan listening to this, I think the biggest problem with fans across all sports and all teams is that you don't weigh risk to reward enough. You just look at what's in front of you and you say, oh, that doesn't seem sexy to me. But for, okay, so let's take, we'll go back to just tr- getting rid of Gary Sanchez. What are you, what do you, what is that doing for you? You're not getting shit back. And we know what he's capable of. So there's no point in doing that. And what's the risk of bringing Yachty here? The, at worst, it doesn't work out. And Sanchez still has a shitty season. And you and have the answer finally on Gary Sanchez. Yes. I, I mean, there's no risk. There's just no risk. There's all reward. It, it, it just it can't be worse than any other alternative is really what it comes down to. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I just, uh, I hate that we have to have this conversation. Yeah. You know, like, but yeah, you know what? Gary Sanchez has hit under two hundred the last under two hundred under the mid under the Mendoza line. Yeah, he did. He no, twenty nineteen uh, he, he hit two thirty. He hit one. I think oh, he hit twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, in twenty nineteen he hit two thirty two with an thirty six thirty six home runs, ninety six RBIs, thirty four seventy seven. 3477. I mean, that, 34 home runs. That's a great year. But how about this year though? Yeah, it was 147 bad. batting average and a 253 on base percentage. Yeah, I mean, that's well, just Then not. on base is kind of respectable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for that. For the, Yachty, yeah. Yachty had a 303 on base this year, 262 batting average. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you're not bringing Yadier Molina here to light up the world. And no. no. He's, 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 he's had a, a, an on-base percentage of 300 or greater in every single year of his career except one. Which is that doesn't mean anything. How high in 300? If you're 340, base, 349, 366, 349, 373. Very respectable for a catcher. Who yeah, are we talking about, not, Sanchez? Not that, no, Molina. Molina. It's not that deviation of 100, though, from the batting average most most years, but... You know what? You know what Yachty brings Yachty. you though. He just brings gold, gold glove, gold glove, gold glove, gold glove. He brings you some confidence. He brings you stability. He's nine he, gold gloves. He, he's the he's the guy who so many catchers out there that are elite defensive catchers are true automatic outs at the plate, and Yachty was an elite catcher behind the plate and was still a big per is still a big hitter in your lineup. And he just brought the whole package, man. He I did. bring in the Molina brothers. I bring them all in. I'll I bring them all in on the bases. Yeah. Yeah. Jose, I get Jose back. What's Jose? Jose what's your... Jose Molina doing right now? He's know, drinking beer. Let's get Jose Molina on the pod. I'll get Jose Molina on. I loved Jose. All right, so my know, wife you're needs talking me. about asset allocation, right? You know, George Springer is is not going to happen, even though it kind of does make sense. Doesn't this is something that the Yankees can do. Yeah. This is something the Yankees hey. can do that can make the team better. Beyond feasible. Beyond. So. I guess we'll see. Can we wrap him up? My wife is yelling at me now. She needs why? me. He's, he's the she catching coach me. for the Angels. Why are, you, why are you doing the show on a recliner now? Oh, I wait until next show when I get set up a little better. And I'm actually reclined back the entire show. I can't yeah. wait. We're gonna cut, you're going to get cut off. I'm so comfortable right now. Okay. So, <clears throat> we'll see. You know, free agency. You have speech gonna, problems today. You having problems yeah. with your throat? You got the, you got the Rona? He, just, he really wants the Yankees to sign Springer. Yes, yeah. yeah. He's just really pulling for him here. Please don't do this to me. Please. Today. I don't know when we'll see the first big domino in free agency drop. Things might be a little bit different this year with the winter meetings going virtual. You know, there's a lot of winning, a lot of the moving and shaking gets done. So as we approach Thanksgiving, which is remarkably a week from Thursday, well, how is how Thanksgiving year still is, on? Thanksgiving still on? Well, no, you got to, you know, you live with six other people. So you, I got to kick people out of my house. Actually, if you want more guests, you need to kick some people out. Like I'll kick my kids out. Like, how Callie is what eleven months old now? Yeah, so she can 11, go. She could, you know, she's not going to eat dinner, so yeah, you can get, put her outside. You could, it'll probably be warmer out too. Chris, if you have any more kids, you're going to start getting fined. That's true. For having too many people in your house. Yeah, That's true. Right. I'll stick right, Callie right, right in the car. It. I'll put. I'll leave the window exactly. down, and I'll uh, turn oh, the car. Exactly. Boom. Yeah, Jack's, you can do Jack's that a light eater. In the garage, right? son, though. Make sure it's in the garage. Your son's a light eater. He's probably not going to really have a big mm, dinner. I, if I don't feed him for a couple days leading That'd up to Thanksgiving, he'll eat a lot. Yeah, but so feed him the night before. And then kick his ass out, too. Yeah, so that takes care so, of, too. Then we all like Ryan and your dad, and they can come right. down. Right, more than invited to come, by the way. By yourself as of right now, though. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'll wear a mask too. I'll keep you updated on the status of my children. Yeah, maybe I'll just do a virtual. So, like they're asking us to do. Yeah, all right. So, anyway, uh, I hear your baby uh, crying. We should really wrap that? up before we all get in trouble. No, Except for Ryan, not me. the smart one. No, I got a dog downstairs. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. It's barking. Yeah. I got. Yeah. So we we all gotta go. I think the anti-anxiety medication I gave my dog is working too well. <laughs> anyway, let's comes wrap out. this up. What happened? The truth comes out. That's why you're scared that he's dead. Fucking giving him Xanax. No, they make that shit for dogs. Do. Yeah, dog, dogs. Do you ever take bars. one? Huh? Do you ever take one? You want me to? I don't I know. know. I know someone who did, and it scared the shit out of me. Some of the stuff oh, you he told was me texting that. us. Oh, I yeah, you showed me those texts. Wow, that was scary. Bar of a, his doggy doggy's Annie bar, and you want, it was the you know, weirdest. I'm mail. I'm mail. Ryan's Ryan's lives close enough. He can come pick one up. And I'll do it on the show. Go. I'll take half of one. Yeah, I'll do it. And we'll yeah, all no, drop dogs. I'll take Xanax. it a half hour before we start. We'll all drop dogs Xanax on the show. I'm down. Boom. Let's do, Let's do a guess the guess the drug segment. I'll take a drug, <laughs> and you have to guess. All right. Anyway. Deal. Okay. Thank you for listening to episode 202 of the NYY Sports Talk Podcast. We hope you come back next week after we said we were going to drug ourselves <laughs> and the dogs around us. Uh, please follow us on Twitter, five-star rating and review, all that good stuff. Stack guy, Rye. Oh, yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Peace.